0: Hello everyone and welcome to The Jameson Files. I'm Carrie Weber and I'm your host, Thank you so much for being with us once again for another episode. Uh, If you are not already following us wherever you listen to podcasts, I want to invite you to join us at iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts, we are there. And we invite you to subscribe to The Jameson Files to keep up with our current guests and topics as well as the amazing guests and topics we've had over the past couple of years. Uh, We're starting to build up quite a great collection of conversations and information. So I encourage you and invite you to join us and subscribe to the Jameson Files. And if you have colleagues or friends that you feel could benefit from the content we are providing uh, on a regular basis, please do share and uh, help us grow our Jamison Files community. We appreciate your efforts in doing so. Today, it's an absolute pleasure to have an amazing dentist as a guest with us uh, from Lubbock, Texas, Dr. Kelly uh-huh. Robinson. Dr. Robinson, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Well, thank you for having me, Carrie. I've been looking forward to it.
0: Well, I have been a Kelly Robinson fan, I think it's <laughs> for at least 20 years now. <laughs> Oh. We, we uh, initially met, I don't know if you remember this, but we initially met at one of the very first Jameson Leadership Symposiums. It could have been the very first one. I'm not sure. Um, and uh, the rest is history. We've uh, been able to watch you and follow you and be a part of your journey uh, for two decades. And What a journey it's been. You are a tremendously accomplished dentist and clinician who has led a fabulous team in practice over the years And I am just grateful um, that you will share some of your wisdom and experience with us. Uh, Today, our topic is about how to successfully bring an associate into your practice for your patient family and for your team. Uh, But first, Dr. Robinson, I would love it if you would share with our viewers and listeners a little bit about your dental story how you started what led you into dentistry and how you find yourself where you are today as a as a practice and as a professional
1: well thank you carrie i just am so glad to be with you and and love you and your family and so this is an honor to be here and to be able to visit and share my story with you guys um I am um, my dad and is a dentist, and he recently retired at 82. So, yeah, um, I was born into the dental family, and um, it has just been an amazing ride. Um, I actually, when I was at Texas Tech, was thinking about going into medical school, and um, if the grass is always greener on the other side, I wasn't <laughs> thinking about dental. And uh, so at, when I graduated, uh, my oldest son uh, is was born about that time and had some illness and I was con- concerned. And so I decided that maybe I would try dental school because my mom and dad were always at my events and um, might be able to manage my time a little bit better. And so, um, I went into dental school thinking, i have you're going to love or hate this. And, um, <laughs> I, it was, it was really, and of course my dad was like, Oh, are you sure? Maybe you should try medical school. And so, um, <laughs> but I, when I started dental school, it was like coming home and, um, mm-hmm. I've never looked back. And so, uh, I loved going through dental school and then getting out of school and coming back to Lubbock to practice with my mom and dad. My mother was the office manager at the time and dad and I were practicing together and I've never, it was just an amazing experience to start with such a great mentor and he and I absolutely just got along great. And like I say, he and I have practiced together up until last year. So I have lived the dream with the family. Um, And that has been wonderful. And uh, my mother retired, my sister took over as office manager. So we definitely have a family uh, affair in the dental office. It's wonderful.
0: I I can relate to the family affair situation for sure. Maybe that's why I love you so much and we're so connected. I can definitely relate to that story.
1: Yes, well, and that's one thing is um, that, you know, I was gonna share my dad and mother we were raised in a small town in West Texas and um, they hooked up with a a management company that had them doing comprehensive exams and full mouth uh, new patient exams and consultations and full mouth reconstructions in a town of 4,000. And um, I was raised with that. And so when I came into practice, I knew that that's the kind of model and principles that were before me. And I was able to carry that on. And I knew that when I took over the practice and dad and I basically switched roles in 1999, he became my associate and I bought the practice. And so um, I knew at that time that I'd want a partner like he had had to help guide the principles of the practice And what I was going to say about the family thing is when I heard your mother at the Texas Dental Association, um, I was actually, let's see, that was a year, so it was 20 years ago. And um, I absolutely fell in love with her, the philosophy of Jameson, the family. It was a great, great fit. And then two years later, went to that leadership course or a year later, can't remember when that was, but I was pregnant with. My son, who is now 18, and so um, it's been history from there, but um, that is one of the things that really has guided my practice is setting up the Jameson principles and foundations and having the systems run like they do. Um, that was just a great fit. It has that is what my practice is built on, and so it it is. withstood the test of time and it is a wonderful, uh, wonderful partnership. So,
0: you know, you have, we, you know, we feel the same way. We, We just consider it such an honor and privilege to continue, you know, to be a part of your journey. And you truly have, you have believed in the power of having systems and having that philosophy in place and protected and pursued by everyone on your team. From the very beginning, and you, you seek out, even when you seek out new approaches to patient care, uh, new, cert, new services, whatever the case may be, you always do seem to put that as a priority uh, and, and seek out continued support to make sure your team's set up to be successful in the implementation of systems and their skills within those systems and the sense of ownership in those systems so right. when you think about that as you you brought on associates you've been an associate <laughs> you brought on us yes. on associates yes. uh, tell me how that looks how that has looked over time for you what have been some of the most important steps in the beginning when either you're seeking out associates or especially when you're bringing them into the practice, what have been some of those important steps to you to um, to continue to honor and protect the values and the culture of your practice, as well as the systems you've worked so hard to incorporate?
1: Well, that is exactly it, Carrie, is protecting the the value and integrity, and the the systems that we put in place, and so I've had um, uh, multiple associates over the years, and each and every one have been absolutely awesome, and um, we've had great relationships and formed good friendships, and and um, some have gone on to different things, and um, each time I learned something, and so. I, I tell you that the, the number one thing, and my team will tell you this, my patients is that the systems that we have put into practice and worked over for the years with Jameson management, that, that rules. Um, mm-hmm. I have everybody that comes on new train through Jameson. I have them review what we are doing and how we do it and why we do it. And the wonderful thing about it is, you know, dad taught me right out of dental school, take care of the patient first. Everything else will come if your heart and integrity are in the right place. And so that is my guiding principle. And then I want to refine everything else based on our integrity of our practice. And so we have a philosophy, it's dentistry with a smile. We want to enjoy and love on those patients and make them feel like they are part of the family. So everything else has to be absolutely working beautifully for us to concentrate on loving them. And so Mm -hmm. all these systems that I have um, through communication, through the business, through the perio, um, all the systems that Jameson has taught us helps us stay focused on our goals every day of, of Mm -hmm. taking care of those patients and loving on them and providing a, the highest quality service that we can provide and so each one of my team members when i hire them i talk about that and when we're interviewing and particularly when i'm interviewing for an associate um we do go through personality testing and we have time just to visit with each other and they know full well when they come into this practice what type of of family heritage I'm passing on what type of systems I have in place, the way that the the philosophy of the practice, and if they don't like that and, and that's not what they mm-hmm. want to do, then of course we don't proceed. And so um, I think that the associates that I have had have really um, learned about the foundational principles of how to make a practice stand out and and succeed through the years through all the different challenges that happen. If you have the foundational principles and the integrity things, even though things may not go smoothly, you'll survive and Mm -hmm. thrive. You know, what
0: I love about that, Dr. Robinson, is so from before they ever, before you ever sign a document, before they ever, you know, before you ever move forward and say, yes, you're going to join our practice. You have a very serious conversation and a very clear conversation about the, the values of your practice, the philosophy of your practice, the, the, the non-negotiables <laughs> of like, the, these are the most important things from the legacy to those systems. Um, right. but you have, you, it sounds to me, and I can, I can just visualize how this conversation goes, a confidence and a clarity of this is what we are. This is what's most yeah. important. These are, this is how we function. And I need you to, to be aware of that and be, and be in agreement on that and be on board for that if we are to proceed in this in this relationship um, as an associate in my practice because these are the non-negotiables of, of how we care for our patients and each other and how we will continue to do so. Uh, I love that and I feel like sometimes that's a missing piece. It's like we're not going to proceed if this isn't the, if, if we don't first agree here. Um, That there's, would you agree that you see a lot of putting the cart before the horse in terms of bringing an associate on board before we even are sure and certain that we are a good philosophical fit to practice together? I I feel like I hear these horror stories or very sad stories of this isn't working um, because we moved too quickly without having the right conversations first. Do you agree with that?
1: Totally agree with that. And I also feel like that you, um, unfortunately, sometimes you have to get to work with the patient. It's kind of like a, I mean, with the associate, it's kind of like a marriage in the fact that, you know, at the very first, it's all the honeymoon stage. Everything's wonderful. Everything, you know, great. And then as time goes on, you find these little things that, oh, this may not be a good fit. But one of the things that I always um tell my associates is that and and this has to be the guiding principle in in my because so many young and I get it they're concerned about money and and they've got big debt and um you know they're they're ready to make money and I understand that um sure. dentistry as And that's one of the reasons that Jameson has been so wonderfully successful in my practice is, you know, dentistry is a hard way to make money if you don't manage it well. And so, um, but the other thing is the, the integrity, the guiding principle, if you're doing dentistry, because you have a passion and you love it and you want to take care of that patient and you want to make this world a better place to live through dentistry, then the money will come if Mm -hmm. you go out there say i've got to be making money now or it's the driving principle it truly affects how you practice dentistry and so I, i try to teach um because that's how i was taught i mean this is and and learning the principles through you know i will tell you having a mentor like my father and my mom both of them working together as a team just like you had have your parents you know that such wonderful guiding mentors and then the great partnership with Janison, setting those foundational principles um sets you up for success with this with and it just fits perfectly with my philosophy but I think that you, for instance, my um, associate um, right now, uh, Dr. Malone. He is precious. His family. He's he's a young dentist who um, they they have two young children. Um, I think little their youngest baby have two girls, and the youngest one is a year old. And so, yeah. starting out um, when he came and shadowed in my practice, he's like he, he told me recently say, so I had no idea how you made all this work. Like, all these different systems. He's like, I didn't know. And so mm-hmm. the first time we had our review with, with Jameson, and he was like, aha, now I know how this, <laughs> because what I had told him. And so, but seeing that um, and showing them that, that, this is how you attract a certain kind of person when you have these foundational principles. And if they over conversation at lunch and you're sharing about your family heritage and the legacy and the, the love and the passion and the um, care and the quality of dentistry and the customer service that is, that is the number one priority, the, um, and all the, the things that we do to create success in that, you have people that, and that's fine, that aren't, they're, they're interested in a different type of dentistry, but then you'll have people that say, oh yes, that's what I want. That, and, and, uh, Dr. Malone came from a, uh, a, a, place in where he was going to school where it was more of a, um, non-relational type work where they did the dentistry but they weren't building long-term relationships with their patients. They were doing the dentistry at a at a high volume. And you know, to be two years out of dental school and say, oh, I'm not sure this is what I want to do is very discouraging. And so he has been giddy about the taking time to be with the patient, taking time to have a sit-down consultation before we ever start treatment, unless it's emergency treatment um trying to develop the you know we talk con- constantly about this is going to be you're developing a relationship that we hope lasts 20 or 30 years that's yeah. the patient you're wanting to you know treat he's getting you know he's like this is this is absolutely the way I want to practice dentistry and so those kind of visits that you have at the beginning uh with your your potential associate is critical for I think it's when, way when more. No, go ahead. I think it's way more critical than talking about how much potential money they're going to make at the beginning. Well, also I when,
0: when you're, but also when you're in a practice like yours, Dr. Robinson, it, that you're absolutely right because you are so founded on the on relationship. You're, and if, if you start by money, it's yes, everybody needs to make money. Yes, yes, but okay. when you lead with purpose, right. Um, right. You know, that's the stuff that's what gets you through the hard days, that's what gets you through right. the hard case, that's what gets you through COVID because you're yes. driven by the thing that that is mo- truly most important in, in you. And yes. when you are working with people that align, you're all different personalities and pieces of what you right. do is more meaningful in some respects than for, for, for some people than for others. But there's an alignment in terms of, we're all working for this same big picture that right. has meaning and it's, it's working right. for meaning, not money. And I love how right. you say when you, when you when you build it in that way, the money comes because you're going to yeah. not only attract team and associates and partners and people that want to work in that way over time, it takes time to <laughs> generate that type of reputation, but yeah. you're also going to start attracting patients that want that. That's you know something that my dad always said. When he really started to shift gears and pursue a vision that was more aligned with what how he wanted to practice and what was most important to him and how he practiced, you know, at first he would, he would lost patients because he had acquired a little bit more of a drill, fill bill churn type practice. And so he lost some patients that didn't see the, that didn't understand that or didn't see the value in that. But he said they almost all came back. They almost all came back because they started to see, oh, I, you know, he always said that people would say, you know, now, if you want cheap, don't go to Dr. John. But if you want good, That's you go to Dr. Right. John. <laughs> That's so, exactly um, right. Committing to the purpose and getting people aligned to that. Um, and, okay. you know, you, you hope that people can see that. And I think a lot of people want that. But you're right that um, doctors coming out of school, um, they're either nervous to take on their own. Um, practice at first, which I can appreciate, but they're also they need to make money from the debt perspective, like you okay. said, Doctor Robinson. But to come into a yeah. practice like yours, where you say, "I've laid these foundations," this is that's what right. we're all about. If that's how you want to practice, I can help you. I can mentor you. I can show you how this is done. Um, but we right. we lead and we work focused on the purpose, not on right. the patient. <laughs>
1: That's right. And I, not only with associates, but every team member I have, and we repeat this, we go over it, that there are certain days where you got to just pull, you know, get everything together and go to work. I understand that. But when we lead with purpose, when we, when it is way when you have in your heart that it's more than an eight to five job, that we are changing lives, that we are saving lives, um, you know, and I've used this before a it's a it's a great day to save a smile. It is an absolute wonderful day to save a life. And in mm-hmm. being in dentistry and being a part of a bigger picture of a whole person who we are um, truly changing their lives with what we are doing, then it it becomes way, way, way more than a job.
0: yes and you have, you have really been on the front lines of incorporating that total health approach to patient care. You have sought out education, focused on that. You have incorporated that in your practice. So you not only are speaking this you're, you truly are reflecting this and living this as a leader. You are making choices, not just in who comes and works in your practice um, based upon that, but you are making choices and decisions in education, technology, um, how, how you lead patients through appointments, what you, you know, what you do in those appointments, what you provide for them. It, it is living in every aspect of your practice, which is just um, phenomenal.
1: Well, it has been a. It is. It is such a joy to continue to learn and to progress through the practice. Um, again, mom and dad had great, great, great foundational, comprehensive principles, and I've been able to through education add to that. And so I feel so um, wonderful and continue to learn. You know, and that's one thing I tell Doctor Malone: we never, ever, ever stop learning. I'm constantly trying to. Um, uh empower our team and myself and and my skills it just I always want to be learning and and gaining more knowledge about different systems and how I can apply that to my practice to to provide complete dentistry and and to help people to live better lives and so you know we have studied um, we, we all we run some bacterial tests in our office we've studied sleep we've studied um you know, good health and fitness and and done some extensive studying with all of that to continue to provide the very best service I can to keep people healthy. And we talk as much with the patients about how our treatment or our diagnosis otherwise can help them live a healthier, longer life Um, as much as I do about a tooth that's broken and needs to have a crown. Mm. Yes. So, you know, that
0: continuous learning piece, um, I I do want to, I want to dig into that with you just for a little bit, because so you you I think a lot of people in this moment right now, uh, as we're recording this, there's a great deal of Um, you know, hiring, finding new team, hiring, bringing people on. There's a, there's a lot of need for that in the dental profession as there is in a lot of professions. Um, And so in, in time there will be, you know, there will be that, that new employee or that associate will be found. They will be hired. They will be brought into the practice. And you are, you are really good about prioritizing time for training, for learning. Can you share some of the things that you do as a team, on a regular basis, whether it's for a new employee or for the team in general, how do you prioritize time for that kind of training to make sure everyone understands how those systems run? Everyone understands their role in that and they have the opportunity to improve, um, to bring their best to, to the systems.
1: Well, one of the things I want to say is I fully, I have been in that (laughs) this last year of, change and um, it's been a tricky tricky time and yep. I do again I uh, give the credit to the systems of jameson and and uh, and to the the leadership that we've had but I've you know I've had employees that my assistant is she's my partner and uh, she's worked with me 25 years you know I've had more right. I have worked for me 23 25 the, going 20, 15. So, I've been fortunate to, um, again, training and systems and, and open and honesty about what the type of practice we want that has helped with that. But this last year, I've had more turnover than I've had in a long time. And so, um, training new and getting the right person, not only the right person on the bus, but the right person in the right seat on the bus, And so, it has been difficult, I'm going to say, with me this last year. And so, but of what I have dug down deep and literally gone home at night and said, okay, Kelly, remember the foundation. This system works. This will continue to work. And again, we just have come through. I've got two new employees that have, so i always talk about the systems that we have in place and then and i will say i'm so excited about the growth platform with all the videos yes because i took you know i had two new employees and i said okay we have and we have where we have um team meetings uh once a month then we have half day meetings quarterly then i have consultants come in from jameson either once or twice a year so there's those things set in. Well, if you've hired a person right after your your consultants been there, right? That was always tough for me. And so um, that growth platform has been wonderful because all those videos and the education on that has just been amazing. Where they have the opportunity to go through the go through the systems and they'll and it's you know it gotta make sure they're paying attention and watching all the videos and all that kind of stuff, but. They at least get an idea so that when the consultant does come and you have that opportunity to visit with the consultant, they have an idea of what we're talking about. They have had the opportunity. So I love that. And I'm, I'm thankful that you guys have that, the, that has been a big help, but I, I do as much as I can to get, get them. They've got to learn those systems. Um, And we've had, uh, some of our team read Kathy's books in the past. Um, we've given them our big notebooks. And, and and it's funny when we have a system that's not working well at the time, you know, we focus, we go get that system. Why isn't that working? And these are the issues we're having. Scheduling is always the big one. And yes. so we go back to that. And we learn that and we take our, like our team meetings at lunch. We talk, we pick a, we pick a topic. What's been bothering us right now? Scheduling always is at the top. So we go back over that. Okay. This is what our consultants would say we need to do. We, we need to do it. Are we, are we still having the three to five minute checkout? Are we, you know? And so we just review those. And um, I think it helps train new people to know, How to function in the dental practice, man,
0: doctor. I mean, that was just gold. Because so a few things I want to repeat that you shared was Uh in the end you make it a priority. You you make that you you have those conversations from the very beginning with an associate with a new new member, whether that's a business administrator, an assistant, an associate. I just it doesn't matter. You're having the same expectations conversations. From the very beginning, this these systems. This is how we do it here. This is what's expected, and we're all right. expected to learn. this. You have regular right. team meetings. You are you are no nonsense committed to having. Yeah. I mean, you have truly. I I've watched that over the years with you. Um, you yeah. you prioritize that like you would a big case in your schedule. Right. Um, it's blocked and it's a non-negotiable it's as Dr. Mark Hyman would say, it's sacred time. And you are really committed to that. And and then your team, whether they've been with you for two weeks or 20 years, they, they see that this training learning is not just a once and done thing. We are all expected to be committed. And you reflect that as a leader by, by knowing that, content too. knowing those systems. Well, not only knowing the systems, but you've done the work and the study that you know, where to find from your library, from your toolbox, from your resources, you know, where to go to find help, even if it's in a book and and prioritizing. And I want to thank you for your feedback about the grow platform, because I don't know if you realize this, So for those of you listening that may not be aware, uh, the Grow by Jameson platform is a new online learning platform that we launched at the end of last year. Um, But it has been a goal of Jameson's to have this for several years. And Dr. Robinson, you were one of the catalysts to us to move that forward because your feedback was always so important to us. You and some of our other long term beloved clients would always say, have you ever thought about, you know, what would be great if you would have some video learning for when we hire a new team member so that we can get them on board more quickly and at least get them familiar in a, in a more efficient way with our systems? Uh, boy, wouldn't that be great? That would be so great. And you, you really um, drove that feedback home to us. And um, so you were one of the catalysts for us really doing the work to to create that. So thank you um, for being such a, an amazing client to not only give us that feedback but to but to utilize it. Um, I, I just that just made me really happy to hear because you were such a founding um, voice in in us even creating that for people.
1: Yeah. Well, I will tell you one of the things that I've learned through um, working with Jamison, and is that you get so good at the the system that you quit doing it. You forget. You it is so easy how to get tunnel vision and to work on the present crisis or get involved in the day to day routine. And you have got to have methods to step back and pull yourself out and to remind yourself what the systems are, how they work, why you are doing what you're doing. And because, so I love it that we could take a specific topic and say, okay, we're having issues with this. So I run to that video and go to whatever that is and say, watch that and go, oh, that's why we're not doing these things. And, and so there were there's so there's so many things down to writing the thank you letters to the patients, celebrating success. Um, you know, there there's big systems in place that need to work, but there's also little things that you were like, now why aren't we doing that anymore? And mm-hmm. and so to have refreshers. It's just wonderful. It really is. I was so excited to see that and um, think that, you know, it's just a it's a good, good way to continue to be putting yourself. You've got to always be putting yourself out there to um, continue to remind yourself what you're doing.
0: That, you know, it's funny, I've worked with several people over the last few months, and we are talking, you know, when we're brainstorming, what are things that you could do? And I ask, are you doing this? You know, some of those things, like you said, those little things that, and, and I can't tell you how many times people say, you know, we used to do that, but I don't think we do that anymore. I wonder why we stopped. and they they don't know why they stopped, right? And but, And they know that they used to do it. Um, but they, uh, so it's, it's, that's a conversation that's really happened. I think also coming out of the season that we've all just survived, you know, you, like you said, you do talk about being in the weeds and having tunnel vision and we were all just in survival mode now is a great opportunity to take a step back, take a deep breath. And and right. recall some of those successful little things that on yes. their own they may not seem like that it's a big deal that we're not doing those anymore. But when you add all those together, the culmination of those little things can really be the difference maker in being um, just okay at what you're doing and being excellent at what you're doing. And uh, you know, so I, I love that because I think that is something that everyone could take a look at. Um, from when how you are working with your associates, how you are bringing on new team, how your existing team is running those systems, scheduling is a perfect example. Um, the point, talk about one that just right. continuously brings stress to everyone, and your and your schedule probably hasn't looked the same in the last eighteen months any day. And so, boy, oh, it's time to get back to the shoring that up and and fixing those cracks so that you can be a little bit happier and healthier in your day to day, but it's going to be taking a look at what were the, what are the little things that we were doing that perhaps fell off the map? And let's get those back into play. That's
1: a great point. Well, that is so true because I truly, and I know other people were like this. I mean, which truly, I went into survival mode and I had never been through anything like that. It was, and I did not, I mean, we literally went from, will we work again? When will we work again? What will it look like to exactly what you're talking about of, okay, we're going to survive this. It's going to be okay. But how many things did we let everything go by the wayside, Um, just trying to survive. So it has been a a year of rebuilding, remembering what we all, all the things that we do to make everything work um, well and um, we've had a lot of conversation about. Remember, we're a well-oiled machine. We are. We do all of these things so we can can provide the highest quality of care with compassion. And so it's taken a lot to get all the systems back into place. It has been truly a challenge and a, and a rebuilding process. So, but uh, I am so grateful. It, and I can't imagine not having what i have in the um, partnership in these difficult times i couldn't imagine not having you guys and the systems and the things that we've had in place to get through this
0: wow well, i you know i think we all we all held each other up through that didn't we it, yes. it was um, definitely a time where you were grateful to not be alone um, and to have yes. people uh, you know, just if nothing else, supporting us through those storms, um, boy, that talk about how when you're super grateful to be connected with people that you're aligned with.
1: <laughs> yeah, <and laughs> there's no doubt. The well, there's and, no you know, doubt. There's negativity and just it's, and, you know, we, it, we've just got to stay positive and we've got to stay focused and we've got to continue our passion are and, and and we'll pull through this together and so to have like-minded people that are positive that are forward thinking that are committed that um that have the same goals and, and integrity and it just it really it was it was a, a great help and one of the things with you I enjoyed your music uh, during the- <laughs> Yeah,
0: I thought it was a blast. I just loved hearing you sing and you're play. It just so awesome. sweet. It's just it, awesome. That's one of those things that, oh wow, look what came out of COVID. And it's like you said, you want you're so inundated with negativity and yeah. um, fear or anger. And okay. and it's like, let's find ways to bring light and bring joy. And, you know, for you, I think you bring that in your work because you lead with purpose. And again, just a, a perfect way to drive home what I feel like is the message of if you're looking to grow your practice, if you're looking to bring in other people, if you're looking to build leaders within your practice that share your philosophy and align with you, you have to know what your purpose? What your culture? What your true reason for practicing is, so that you can find right. people and lead people with that. Uh, and and Dr. Robinson, you do that. You do that so well. You do that so well. And you not only communicate it to the people that that work with you and to the patients that come to you, but you you live it and you reflect it. And um, I think. Great leaders have to do both of those things. You have to, and the way that you can do that and do it easily is when you're leading in something that you truly believe in and uh, and your practice reflects that. So, well, thank so thank you so much for being with me today and for sharing a piece of your story and sharing some of the lessons you've learned and some of the things that have helped you uh, thrive in the best of times and the worst of times. Uh, you are truly just a gift. And, and I know that many people will be so grateful to hear, uh, to hear your story and to hear what you've had to share today. So thank you for being with me.
1: Well, thank you so much, Carrie. I just adore spending time with you guys. So thank you again. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks to all of you for joining
0: us for another episode of the Jameson Files. Take good care. Be well. And we will see you next time. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Jameson Files. Visit us online at jmsn.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, or Spotify. Do you have questions or topics you'd like for us to answer or cover on the next
1: podcast? Email us at podcast at jmsn.com.